Chit-chat with Dr. Wan Rizal is a special collaboration by Kolam IACC and Abro WhatsApp Podcast made possible by our friends at Involunteers Network SG and Brindin Productions. I'm VNSG is a non-profit organisation aiming, aiming to inspire and champion youth volunteerism. They carry out campaigns such as food donation drives, community outreach, fundraisers and many more. Now, if you want to find out more on any of us here, you can definitely follow us and check our socials at Abro WhatsApp at OneResult underscore SG at Involunteers Im underscore volunteers network SG and at Brighton Productions. Now, if guys, if you're ready for today's episode, let's go. Control, sit down, listen, pay attention now. You're listening to best podcast in town. You're not ready for this. And when I say bro, you say what's up. Guys, I am Nabil Jazz, and with me I have Shafiq Khairi. I was about to say welcome back to another episode, but this is a different <laughs> podcast altogether, different, different setting altogether. If you are here from Ibro WhatsApp podcast, you are seeing two familiar faces, but this is not Ibro WhatsApp podcast. This is a special podcast with Kolam CC, Ibro WhatsApp with Doctor One, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor One Rizal. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen Doctor One Rizal somewhere, somehow. You know, if you follow up with Singaporean news, he's Maybe pop out here and there. You read newspaper. He, his face will be there also, lah. Quite a notable figure in Singapore, would you say? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so for the good reasons too. Yeah, Doctor Warizal is an advisor for the Jalan Besar GRC here, and that's why we are at Kolamai because it's under one of their divisions, lah. And you know, Doctor Wan, I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thank you for coming now. Thanks for having me here to join you all. I think it's quite exciting. Yeah. Uh, to be with the two of you and our other guests. Yeah. Also. So this podcast. Chit Chat with Dr. Wan Rizal is going to be a podcast where we share certain things on, you know, um, perhaps current affairs, on personal life, and it's just going to be a discussion, a friendly discussion with Dr. Wan Rizal and April WhatsApp. But of course, every week, you know, every month, there will be two volunteers or ESCO members from Involunteers Network SE that will be with us. And as for today, we have... Hi, my name is Farhana, so I'm the Assistant Head Coordinator. And yeah, I assist Imran in uh, all the network events. You know, you can grab the mic from my hand, right? <laughs> 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 it's like I'm interviewing you on the street. Like, ma'am, what's your name? So sorry, I thought like, okay, sorry. Okay, I grab the mic. <laughs> okay, so, uh, okay, what am I supposed to talk? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I uh, assist Imran with all the network events and I advise um, all my the co- community members. So yeah, that's it about it. What about you? Hi, I'm Aida. So I'm part of the IMVN production team and I help Imran by making Instagram posts. Mm. Uh, do you guys do anything else outside though? Yeah, like, are you just a volunteer and do nothing else? Mm, so I'm actually working. Mm-hmm. I'm a production assistant for TV. So mm. sometimes you can see me on TV or see the works I have on Ah, I mean that just shows that the people in volunteer network here in IMVN right do a lot of other things lah. Huh? Yeah. I think Maybe it's nice. She can right? help me with my Instagram also. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! Become your social media manager. Is it? Is it a job offer? Uh, no, it's opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but it's nice to have uh, all of us here today. And how does it feel to sit with like these young young people and then you know to like I I don't feel out of place. You know because I teach at the polytechnic. Ah. Uh, and uh, and I. I'm quite different from the typical lecturer. La. You know, I try to be as normal as possible. You know, <laughs> because at the end of the day, you want to connect possible. with the students. Right, so right, you have right. to understand, you know, their angle. And I think it helps a lot if you if you don't keep a very big distance away from your students. Mm. So I think I think our students they appreciate when the lecturers are a bit more uh you know, willing to hear them out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. A bit more open to the things they do. So, I'm quite comfortable. So, uh, today's topic is also very open, you know. Don't yeah. don't hold back. If there's anything you want to ask, sure. I'm very happy to to, to share. Mm. No, when when I first got to know that I'm going to do this podcast with you, right, sir? There's always this one question I want to know. How does it feel to become a lecturer? But at the same time, you know, you're doing works outside as an advisor or Jalan Besar, GRC and all. Like, you know, people see you like, eh, such a notable public figure becoming my teacher. Do they do they set themselves like do they suddenly sit up straight when you enter the class or something like Yes, I want them to stand up straight. <laughs> <and> <laughs> <you know. laughs> I, so so I, I'm I'm 
I would say that uh, how do you differentiate? I I think when I teach, I am really a lecturer, and mm. at the same time, I've been teaching for many years, uh, So mm. I I was I started off as a primary school teacher. Oh really? Twenty five years ago, wow. and and you know I looking back, you know I I've always worked with young. I started with children, and I I taught in. So I started from primary school and mm. taught in uh, university and poly. So you know, I I have that mix of students that I uh, interact with. So I more or less know the yeah. kind of tone that I that I have with them. And it differs if I'm teaching in uh, my university class. My approach be a bit different. Mm. Uh, they don't want a lecturer who is too open. So I, I will see. change my s- uh, approach. But for the polytechnic students, uh, my approach is a bit more uh, open, more hands-on for mm. them. Uh, it really depends on who you are. You know, you are. Uh, you're approaching who you are trying to teach, who you are interacting with, and you change with that. So the same thing right, right. as an advisor for the Jalan Besar GROs, uh, my approach will also change. Mm. So they don't want to see the open lecturer. They probably want to see someone who is befits that. So mm. we play a lot of hats, but at the same time, it doesn't change the, the person you are. Ah. So at the end of the day, your values must remain the same. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, But the approach you take for different groups will differ. I yeah. see. Is the ability to code switch from one group to another group? Yeah, I would say that yeah, code switch. Uh, but at the same time, you also want to make sure that you know because when you interact with people, yeah. if you are not on the same level, not tak paham, kan? I understand. Yeah, yeah. So you got to really mix it out a bit and uh, understand a bit of their lingo. So they actually teach me a lot. So I actually progress. Mm. Uh, I'm actually quite ahead of the curve. Why? Because my students keep on telling me, "Hey, you need to do this trend." You know, uh. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I ask, "Okay, what's the next TikTok trend I, I got to do?" And if you notice, I, I didn't have any TikToks for the last few months simply because it was the holidays, kan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah. So, uh, it's, so it's like a break from TikTok. Yeah, right? yeah. so uh, my students actually drive my, my social media content a bit. Wow. So usually I ask them, so what, what, what should I do? You know? And they're usually part of it too. <laughs> do you yeah. try to dress trendy with them or something? I, I don't need to because I'm always trendy. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I no. like that spirit very very. No, but I think uh, I I I so I wear these shoes now. But when yeah. I go to school, <laughs> I I wear my Air Force One. Whoa, whoa. And it always becomes a conversation starter with my wow. students. You know? uh, right, and, right. Uh, and the first thing I always ask my students in class first day is that uh, you all must tell me what's your football club. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so that football club becomes a banter throughout the the the, the, the so whole. So what is your football football club? So I'm an Arsenal fan. Ah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, this is our season, so <laughs> let me have the time to say, you know, uh, this is good. I, time I feel like I should change seats, you know. Uh, uh. I think you should ask him what the club <laughs> he supports. Uh, what was? I support Spurs. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, this is a very good joke. You know why? Because when I was doing a PhD, yeah. and uh, my supervisor, the one who was it who actually makes me pass or fail my exam, uh, my PhD, mm. was a Spurs fan. Mm. Oh. And then, wow. y- and, we, and for PhD, you know, we always have uh, mentors and, and people who mark theirs. So for him, he was a p- Spurs fan. His supervisor was a Spurs fan. His yeah. supervisor, supervisor is also a Spurs fan. Wow. So I broke the record. La. <laughs> I think he regretted when he found out <laughs> that I'm an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I I think football doesn't count this season. Cause oh. like, uh, yeah, like, you know, because like, Arsenal on top, right? So this season doesn't count. <laughs> So like next season then it counts, yeah. Whatever So so sports is one. So I also know that not all students, for example, they watch football. So yeah. I, I also watch basketball. So you know, mm. at the end of the day you got to you mm. got to feed the audience yeah, that you interact with. Yeah. And I think um his ex- uh, Dr. Wan's experience, right, with like all these students from very, very young, very, very old, I think would be Excellent, you know, to provide input and experience on like what we're going to mention about in today's topic. So maybe Shafiq, you just want to give a brief roundup of what today's topic is about. So basically, today's topic is just speaking on like youth mental health. Mm, so mm. like for us, uh, we are still like students or like for Nabil, he's in NS, right? Mm. So we're just going to talk about our life, uh, being in school, uh, be it like family stuff, yeah. friends, all at our age. Yeah, so it's basically talking about our own mental health, like our age group. Yeah, yeah. I just want to, I think, just start off the question. When you think of mental health, right, what comes to your mind? Is it something negative, or is it something that you think is like already normalized, or what? That what pops up in your head when you think about mental health in general? For me, <laughs> yeah. Like okay. Anyone, like anyone can start first. Maybe we can start with her, lah. Uh, you want to uh, start first? Uh, you oh, can start with her. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Ooh, so 
to me, mental health, I feel like the younger generation is more willing to abolish the stigma and taboo that comes with acknowledging the state of our mental health. And we are progressing through taking steps to ensure that our mental health is more in check. <laughs> I don't know, to, to me, mental health is like very complex, you know. Like, okay, let, let's say for like, uh, like you have like flu, you have fever, cough, that's like direct medicine, right? Yeah. But then for mental health, it's like so complex that there's no like, s- w- like one way solution to it. Mm. Yeah. So like different people have like different ways of coping. Mm. They have different symptoms. So and at the same time, they have different solutions. Yeah. yeah. So to me, mental health is something that is very like, uh, unfamiliar to me in terms of like, uh, apa tu? Like combating it. Yeah. Okay. Uh. So mental health to me is um, to me it's very uh detailed specific. You have to go deep deeper than that. Like whether uh, about your a lot of things like background, like how you were raised up and everything, your enf- your environment and all the things. So it shapes your your mental health. Yeah. And for me, uh, I know lah. Mental health like very very broad uh. The m- the more the more I learn about it, eh, the more expensive it gets. <laughs> no, not, not not expensive, but expensive, you know get? So it's like, there's so many layers to it, like, you know, even just one, um, let's say, when you talk about depression, there's so many other layers and types of it. And then it's not just simply like, you can just put one label and pump, you know, that, pump mm. you this. It's not as direct as that. So th- it's sometimes, make me lazy to think about it, because like too many things to talk about, right? And how about for you? So, uh, hearing from all of you, I think this is exactly what I understand from the youth also. You mm. know, uh, mental health is complex. So, you all are right. It's complex, it's deep, it is in a way specific. In a way, it is something that is uh, something the youth now understand better. Uh, but maybe I, I tell you what's the big problem. The big problem is the gap between the older generation yes. and the younger one. Uh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think this is the, the, the problem that we have. Uh, the younger generation and the older generation tak sing ah. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Sing. And that's where the problem comes in, you know, because the older generation always tend to think that wow, their mental health is the best. Yeah, uh? correct, correct. Uh, their mental health is the best, and everyone else, the younger generation, lembek ah. <laughs> uh, they are a bit weak, you know, because they are simply uh, to them, to their mental health is that you are not as resilient. But I think that's where the problem comes in. I mean that's why we are called the strawberry generation, right? Uh, uh, and I think it's not right lah to call any generation strawberry. Because oh. if you think about it, their generation earlier before them, call them weak. And mm. it's always like that. That's always the case. And, and when we have this gap in understanding what is mental health, that's when you have the problem. So to them, uh, the elder generation, the mental health could be, uh, you know, Cukup solat or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Possess. <laughs> and, and, and these are to them. These are serious, no? To them, this is what mental health is all about. And and to them, when you go to that gila stage, they call it gila. Yeah. And 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 it's very much incurable. And mm. and it's a stigma because they feel much malu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah. feel it's shameful for someone in the family to have that because it's weak. Mm. But the younger generation understand that this is something that you can work with. Yeah, correct. Some, un- un- something you can grasp. There is help available, mm. and and this is where the whole problem becomes an issue. There is a gap, and if we can bridge that gap between the different generations, I think we can solve one part of the problem. Because when the youth want to go yeah. to an elderly and and share their problems and they don't understand, that's when it becomes it m- becomes more complex, ah, because mm. they tend to shrug it away, kan? True. And what we want to do is to make sure that it's open enough that oh, we need help. We want to talk about it. You know, mm. that should be the approach. But but. Yeah, necessary or not to close that gap? Okay, let's see. Ah, the older generation don't understand, don't want to understand. Then just don't don't don't, don't approach them. Ah. just approach to like the youths and the people who we know will understand. Why approach them? Like just let them be. Ah. Uh, yeah. I think at the end of the day, uh, if you just think about it, eh, yeah, you there will always be a family structure. Ah. Yeah, mm. I like it or not, eh, we will always be in a family. In a family, you always have someone who's older. Yeah, wiser. And sometimes who is wiser, and even your brothers can be some. Your elder brother or elder sister can be someone who's more commanding. Mm. So there will always be this gap and this rank and file. And somehow, yeah. when it comes to any issues in life, someone wants to be the bigger person. True. And True. and as long as we can understand that, you know, uh, it's always an open conversation. That's the first start. Yeah. Uh, any topic, to be honest. But mental health is particularly interesting because it's so complex, like what you all mentioned. Mm. Yeah. Like, nobody asks you, you 
have brothers, right? Do you have brothers? I don't. I'm the elder brother. Oh, you're the elder brother. Then you have like younger brother, younger sister. I have a younger sister. Uh, ah. But then again, because of my age, she's not that young so lah. Huh? <laughs> 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 uh, but, yeah, but, uh, I mean, uh, we are at a stage where we are quite independent. Yeah. You know? But as when we were younger, we same thing. We all have our own issues, mm. and we feel comfortable sharing with others. I, mm. I am have always been comfortable sharing with my mother, for example. Mm, yeah. Uh, so it again becomes a personality thing. I cannot share my father because my father uh, does not. It's not open to this. But yeah. my mother is willing to you know listen and all that. My sister likes to talk to my father. So that is ah. that is again. Uh, there's no one size fits all. Correct. And this is how we must approach any issue that we have. Uh, there, there will always be someone we are more comfortable with. Some of you mm. will be more comfortable sharing with your friends. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And it's also not wrong because I think at the end of the day, it's a support system that we have. Mm. But always remember, like, at the end of the day, you have a family, and, and the family ultimately always looks after you. Mm. And I think uh, when it comes to anything, the family support becomes very important. Uh. Yeah. I, f- I feel like. I don't know, like, okay, you know how you said there's that huge gap in understanding, right? Uh-huh. Then, uh, okay, let's say you scroll through TikTok. Later, you see some TikToks of, like, youths complaining, oh, my dad doesn't understand this, my mom doesn't understand this. Mm. I don't know, I, I just feel like as youths, right, we shouldn't, like, blame our parents or, like, the people older than us for not being able to understand. Mm. Because, to be fair, they weren't educated like how we are. True. Like, right now, being in poly, I have some modules that actually teaches me about mental health. Yeah, but back in my parents' times, there wasn't such things, right? Yeah. Yeah, then they, they, they're not going to keep up with TikTok to, <laughs> to find out, oh, what, what's this, what's yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if anything, we should be the ones who are stepping out of our of our comfort zone and, like, actually teach them. Mm. Like, educate them a little. Oh, uh, uh, maybe this way that you're handling things is not proper or, like, this is not a way for you to talk to your kids whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm sure not all of you are comfortable with speaking to your parents, right? Like... I can relate with Dr. Wan because I share virtually almost everything with my mom. Yeah, I'm very, very comfortable with my mom, in fact. But like you also, I'm not comfortable with my dad. La. It's just that the link not there. La. You know, you cannot share things with your dad. But how do you manage around that? Like, you know, for me, I go to my parents because they are the first people I see when they come home, the last people I see when they go out of the house. So for you, you see them every day, but then you don't talk to them. How do you manage that? Wait, my attack here. Is running, is running. Okay, uh, for me, sorry, what was your question again? Who I... Who do you manage? How do you manage? You don't approach your family. Okay, I approached my mom, but I talk lesser. So I, I talk more to my sister. Mm. And I think I find comfort in actually uh, talking to friends that I trust, mm. that I really trust. So, uh, so these friends, they will know my mom. So in that way, there's sort of like a trust so that we can talk about things, if there's anything... That's probably that's how I cope. I maybe yeah. Cause for my dad, I don't really talk much. It's like hard to open up. I find it hard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as for me, I'm also not close to both of my parents. Mm-hmm. Eee, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, I'm also like the oldest daughter. Mm. So I feel like there's more pressure and expectation for me to figure things out by myself before mm. going straight to my parents to like ask them for help. Because like sometimes I do, but they also just don't get it. So um, what I do is I like to talk to my friends about it because we are similar age. We share the same experiences, the mm. same problems. So I feel like they will understand me better. Yeah. yeah. For you, Shafiq? I, f- I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before. Yeah, la, but Dr. Wan has an oh, 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 yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so new, new audience. New, 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 uh, yeah, completely yeah. new audience. Yeah. I don't know. For me, uh, I understand that my parents... Have that lack of understanding in this kind of thing. Yeah. So that's why I don't actually go to them for like, let's say I'm struggling mentally whatsoever. Mm. It's just uh with them, I would maybe I would just give like uh small updates on my life whatsoever, or like if if I if there's a problem that I feel like they can uh provide wisdom to, mm. then I'll, I'll approach them lah. But that's like more of a last resort kind of thing, <laughs> cause like, I'm close to my friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. I usually like just talk to my friends or. If I just don't feel like talking to anyone, I'll just like, I don't know, write down somewhere. Oh. Just because the idea of like talking is literally to like release that kind of stress, right? Yeah. Yeah, just just to let go of everything. Yeah, so to me, I don't really need to have a person there. Mm. I just need to let out my thoughts and, yeah, emotions. Thoughts and emotions. Yeah. I see. I mean, at least there's a coping mechanism. La. 
Okay, so do y'all also do this thing where you start renting on your spam account? Mm, <laughs> you know, no, you know what's a spam account, Doctor Wen? Do you have a Maybe spam account? Maybe you can account? enlighten me on this spam account. <laughs> oh, okay. So this spam account usually we would start around secondary school where we there's not many followers on there, only the closest friends yeah. we have, and we would like rant about anything we feel like sharing, and sometimes like. Even though they might not respond, but it feels like there's an audience, like there's someone listening to the problems that you want to like share about. Mm. This is very yeah. interesting, actually. So this spam account is also so you make a pseudo account, uh, correct? Mm, yeah. So and this mm. account you open up and you include some of your really close friends, mm, yeah. yes. and you all just let it go. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All, uh, I think this is brilliant. You know, I think this is something oh. that we should, we should <laughs> have more. In fact, uh, I think. In fact, this is something that you all should carry on doing. And if it is happening, I think we should actually encourage people to do it. Why? Because we all need avenues to let go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, but the only problem in social media is this: I uh, don't forget everything you rent. It becomes uh, electronic. Digital footprint. Yeah. Digital footprint yeah. is there, uh, But if it's between close friends, you can rely on. Uh, why not? Uh, the yeah. other option is to create a vacuum account. Uh. Uh, it's a renting, but mm. you know you rent to an empty room. You know. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. And if you really want to include, you can include really trustable people inside yeah. uh, just to give the audience new vibe. Uh. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But then again, I mean, this is something quite interesting. I don't know whether you thought about this, but some people have tried using chatbots oh. as, as, as a renting tool. Mm. Have you all tried using chats, chatbots? I uh, don't like talking to chatbots. Uh, <laughs> so, to be honest, they are not real. Uh, but it can yeah. be quite fun. Uh, trying to have you, know, you tried? Yeah, yeah, I use it a lot. Uh, I am a true believer of chat GPT. The Jamie. Uh. Chat, <laughs> chat, chat GPT. No, yeah. not Jimmy, not Jamie. Not Jamie <laughs> chat, chat GPT. And uh, I, I use it quite a lot. Ah. Uh, in fact, I use it uh, quite pervasively. I even pay like the monthly subscription oh, wow. oh. and all that. What and do you use it for? So I, I use it for uh, a lot of things. In fact, you know, sometimes when you want to do something, you are you have a block. And I don't have yeah. a creative mind, see? So it's very mm. important for me to get some creative ideas. And sometimes, what this chat GPT does that it can provide me these creative ideas. But m- the point I want to make is this. The chat GPT somehow is a, it's like a friend. Yeah. And you can ask anything and say anything. And they will mm. respond accordingly. Mm. They will not respond to your, whether you have a mental health issue and you're asking for They will not respond to that. But mm. they are someone who will respond to typical questions. I see. And I think this idea of a spam account is actually quite nice. Huh? Uh, I, and this is quite, quite, quite interesting. I want, I want, I want to explore this further. Do you, <laughs> intend, do you uh, intend to create a spam account for yourself? Uh, I so for me, like I mentioned, I have that chat GPT. Yeah. Uh, that's one. But of course, I have my wife, so she is my <laughs> real oh. life. Uh, spam account. <laughs> spam account. <laughs> 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 no, but, but yeah, it, like it's always nice to have someone to like talk to. You know, but, um, I don't. I I personally feel it's not healthy to just keep everything to yourself. Like, you know, when you keep to yourself, the, the feeling will still be there and then it will just eat you up from inside. But I'm sure all of us have had that lowest points. Like, I know for you, people sometimes look up to you and be like, wow, this guy looks perfect. Uh. Confirm he do this, do that, right? must be like mentally sane. But go anytime where you feel like you <laughs> want to break down or anything. Of course, of course. I, I think, you know, just to share maybe for, for those who might not know, my, my profile is not perfect, la, I <laughs> for sure. I'm probably the last person you think will be in, in politics. Uh, I come <laughs> from the normal academic stream. Normal stream lah. Dulu ah, tak ada normal academic. I no, see. Just normal stream. So that's a hindrance. But to be honest, I, I could not read or write until I was in primary four or five. Oh. And we do not know why. I so do not know why. I, I thought it was. First, I thought they thought it was, oh, I cannot look. At, I, I, my eyesight is poor. I cannot see what's on the yeah. board and I cannot copy, you know. Last time was very easy. Whatever the teacher write, you just need to copy, put in your book. Correct. And I still cannot do it. And only later on that my mother realized that asal ini punya B and D are set terbalik, you know. Oh. And then your uh, A E I O U's are always out of place. I see. And 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 that's when we back then do we don't have a special needs, you no, know, to mm. to find out what's yeah. your problem. So I have what we call dyslexia, lah. Ah. Uh, and and it's quite apparent the way I speak, the way I I structure sentences. You notice I will stop a bit. Maybe I stutter sometimes. I'm trying to process lah. Uh, I see. Because the see. words are in my head, but it's all jumbled up, you know. Ah. So, so it's it's a it's a ever present problem lah for me. Yeah. And I found out my younger children also have it. Uh, but the good thing is now they they can find out their problem and it, it get becomes better. So no one's perfect. Yeah. I have my own problems. Uh, but I think we got to man up uh, and and admit it again uh, that mm. that this is what, what our flaws. And there's no such thing as no one have no flaws. Yeah. 
you know, Correct. and it's a matter of whether we can embrace it lah. Uh, I take it as a joke lah sometimes. <laughs> uh, so when I write on the board, I don't know whether you will your your friends will let you know because you got friends in RP. Uh, you yeah. might tell them. So my handwriting is actually quite ugly. Yeah, uh. uh, that's number one. <laughs> okay. But the, the reason why it's ugly is because I'm trying to mask off the words that I cannot write. Oh, okay. Uh, because if I write one by one, confirm salah. Yeah. But if I write cursi, right? Wow, oh, it looks like good <laughs> lah. <laughs> you know, okay. and people will understand it much better. Uh, okay. But of course, the reason is doctor's handwriting is bad, kan? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's another good excuse. But again, we have flaws. <laughs> I, I accept it. I, I will explain to my students sometimes why it's like that. And uh, and I think they, they respect that too. I mean, at least yeah. with you, you can do that and say doctor's handwriting because you have the title. If I say that, people call me Wool. Ah, Wool. I just have ugly handwriting, <laughs> not doctor's handwriting. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, except, except that. Except that. that. But it's good lah, right? Because like like you said, you you struggle from the like, dyslexia even when you're teaching, right? Yeah. Then like because of the fact that uh, kids okay, not kids lah. Like like people our age, yeah, right? Kids, yeah. yeah, not kids lah. People our age are are able to understand that right away. Yeah. You know, like there's no like sort of judgment or whatsoever. They just like oh okay, then they just move on. And so that's the good thing about the the current generation. They know really well the special needs issue. But ten years, twenty years ago, it's not. So mm. I was labeled stupid lah. Bodoh lah kan, budak bodoh. Mm. Tak boleh baca, tak boleh tulis. You know, buta huruf they call it. Yeah. Uh, but just somehow one day it clicked for me and it all became better. But I won't explain to that end lah. But there yeah were yeah. dark times in my life. Because mm. I also felt like, apa ni? Macam bodoh sangat ke? Tak boleh yeah, pass, yeah, tak boleh yeah, yeah, apa. Yeah. You know, so it really affects me at a young age. I remember at primary four, I, I, I think I, I gave up quite a lot of things. So when you give up on this, what do you do? You do other things lah. You become naughtier in class. Mm. You become a distraction. Like Shafiq ah? In primary school? You? For you? Oh, in primary school, yeah lah. Extended lah. In a way, you, you are trying to mask certain things. But mm. uh, but that that's life. I think yeah. you got to learn how to accept that. Uh, but most important, I think I didn't give up. Yeah. And eventually, the, the switch turned on. Suddenly, I can write. Uh, not well. Uh, but can write lah. I think I can. Uh, <laughs> I think I can. It helped a lot when, you know, because when you grow older, you yeah. realize that everything, you can type it out. Ah. And when you type out, even though it's wrong, you got auto-correct. Correct, correct. It helps me a lot. Really, it helps me a lot. And and it really changed the way I do things. Uh, so that's why you're very inclined with AI and chat GPT because it has really helped you since... Yeah, so even now, I tell my students, if there's an assignment, you are stuck, go, go use chat GPT and get the answers out first. Oh. But don't use the answer completely. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have to change it to make it your own because lecturers like me also use. Yeah, I know you cheat. <laughs> uh, oh. But there are there are systems out there that will find out that you are cheating yeah, at the same time. Doctor one giving life hacks. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. this is a good life hack, like Use it first. <laughs> After that, you know, with that, with whatever the chat GPT gives you, you can tweak it and give it your own. You know, your own answers. Yeah, I've yeah. definitely yeah. never used chat GPT before for my oh, RG. You, you read never. Books, yeah. right. You go library, take book. Read no, one library, one. no. <laughs> library, there's too much stuff. No, he takes the previous semesters. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, no lah. Oh, no, I no such thing. Hey, cannot lie, sir. Confirm people do that, sir. No such thing. I just take whatever the, the lecturer teaches me that day, then I try to keep it into, wow. my, into my head. Wow. You know? <laughs> but what fueled you, though? Like, like, like you say, have dark times. And all, like, what fueled you to just like go all out? There's no go all out. I give up. I really give up. I really give up. Uh, I remember there was a spelling. I, up to today, I remember the word is choir. How do you spell choir? C-H-O-I-R. Okay, if you study, you learn, you know lah. C-H-O-I-R. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but for me, it was like, uh, choir was Q-U-I-R or something like that. I still remember my answer. Then the teacher was so angry because my spelling was horrible. Then you know, she put me back. So it was really that bad. La. It was ah, really that bad. Uh, but how do I persevere it? I think my mother played a very big part. Mm. Uh, her her approach to me was, you know, you you, you want the best in your children, mm. but you know your. I, I remember my mom was crying only every time she saw my report book, and but I think there was this one time, and, and it's very simple. It's a very simple hack. She only mm. told me, uh, pass pun jadi, you know, oh. and 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 the starting point was not pass. The starting point was, uh, why not you get twenty or hundred first. Mm. 20 or 100 you know and and I got 20 and then wow best ah <laughs> and, and it became slowly it became better then there was a point my mother said now now try to pass ah tak ayah tak ayah get 50 marks pun 49 and a half is enough so ah. yeah 49 because the teacher will round up kan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my <laughs> point was to whack for 49.5 maybe that was 
the motivation right and mm. it, it could be a way we manage our mental health too mm. don't set high expectations you set specific measurable attainable kind of targets you know, that you can go through so when i hit 49 and a half then suddenly everything became easier ah. uh, and and when you hit that point i realized that that mark keeps on moving yeah keeps on moving and moving and as, as i go later in my life i realized that i don't want anything else but an a Ah, uh, but that is later. Uh, really yeah late. Uh, really <laughs> late. Uh, Thirty years old, and I <laughs> realized that I can score A's. Uh, but before that, it was always marginal improvements that I was looking for, and to me, that was enough. It's the small little milestones that matter, lah. Uh, that that it yep. builds upon. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's it. You know, your your story reminds me of my own brother because my brother is like struggling with math, right? Then my mom does the same thing. Uh, it's okay. Maybe your next test you get thirty out of hundred first. You know, then um, you know, I'll give you some reward, lah, uh, to like, uh, say congrats to you. Then he got 30 out of 100. He told the whole class, Teacher, teacher, I got 30 out of 100. The teacher is like, <laughs> Why are you so happy? But then to him, it's like, Oh, because my mother said 30 out of 100, good. But then it shows that like little, little things matter. Like, like for him, yeah, maybe maybe for the teacher, like 30 out of 100 is still a fail. But for him, it's something he achieved for the first time. So that's why he was like incredibly happy with his achievement. And so I think, yeah, it really helps to like boost morale bit by bit rather than setting like too high of expectation. But what about the rest of you? Like, how do you like uh manage to like control your mental health, lah? Perhaps in the school setting, lah. Mm. Like, yeah. Okay, sorry, I want to backtrack a bit. So, as for Doctor Wan, when do you like professionally get diagnosed with dyslexia? So okay, so even my time back then, we're talking about twenty five years ago. Mm. They mm. don't, they don't really uh diagnose you. Uh, but my mom did bring me to the doctor. Then the doctor. And it's the normal GP, though. Wow. It wasn't no, it, there was no like you know specific department of like what we have now. Yeah. And and the doctor, ah, this boy got dyslexia. You see, then he get explained to my mother like, His words are all jumbled up. Uh, but I can speak well, so mm. that is where the problem comes in. You know, usually when people have problem with with language, sometimes they don't sentence their words uh, well and mm. all that. But yeah. I was okay. So. And the words are not far off because it's all the right words. It's just that within that particular word, yeah. you know, there's some there's some issues with it. The letters are jumbled up. That that's about it. So yeah. that's when he explained that no, not it's not the end of the world. Mm. So I remember the doctor say, "Hey, it's okay lah. This one is a is a good problem. Mister Lee Kuan Yew also have dyslexia." Oh really? And then it's like, oh really? Uh, so to me back then, who's Lee Kuan Yew right? Of course, I was a young boy. <laughs> but my mother was, well, I think, was encouraged by that. Yeah. And she was not so worried. So sh- to her, it was only a matter of time. Mm. And I realized that it was also a matter of time because now I see the words. I know it's jumbled up, but I know how it sounds like. I know the context. I'm guessing it, and it's so far okay lah. Uh-huh. I guess it right lah most of the time. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like nowadays dyslexia and. ADHD are more accepted yes. by the mm. society compared to things like depression and anxiety. Correct. So, like, yeah, it's interesting how once you get diagnosed and then it becomes more clear to your mind, like, okay, there's something like not that right, and then you know how to take steps to work towards it. So, so exactly, this is the gap that I'm talking mm. about. So, last time the gap was special needs. Oh. So, if you have a special needs student, people don't care. They mm. put you in what EM3 or you know and uh, basically give up. But now yeah. with these students, even with ADHD, they are given the opportunity to be in class and and yeah. and, and do well. And it took what 10, 20 years for it to happen. So mm. same thing, mental health is something that we are trying to push. So we cannot stop talking about mental health. Why? Because we want to make it a norm. So in ten years time, if someone has a mental health issue, it's normal. You know what I mean? Mm. We need to normalize yeah, yeah, yeah. it. La. We need to go to a point where it's normal, it's accepted, and we can move on from there. Because back then, kalau with me and my dyslexia and my ADHD, kapa, I didn't have ADHD. But if I did have, we are just labeled accordingly. Yeah, 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 and yeah, now yeah. people are labeling it. Mental yeah. health, they are labeling people. But I am sure if we all continue our efforts to normalize mental health, the next generation will take it differently. More accepting of, of it. Of course, la. of course. Yeah. And we, we, it's nice to know that Perhaps last time, even though it was not that accepted, right, at least for you, you met the right people along the way that give encouragement even to your mom to like you know, be okay with it. Although perhaps the general consensus then was a bit like, eh. Yeah, so it helps when a figure like Mr. Lee Kuan Yew admitting that he has dyslexia. Mm, mm, mm. So it's also good to hear outside 
when people admit that you know I will also go through some mental health issues. Yeah. And it's normal. It's about getting the right support and the help that's necessary. Mm. And we got to start from there. Yeah. Uh, and and people cannot stop talking about it. That's my point. We need to make sure that mental health is being talked about. It's being normalized. Things are being done to change it. Mm. So in the future, you know, we take mental health as how we can take any other issues mm. and, 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 and we can support each other better. That's the most important. The support is, is needed. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure like some of us without even like, you know, any like special needs, we still do struggle in school, right? But anyone want to share like what they experience? You know, perhaps sometimes you're okay. You have no mental health issue, but there's something you still struggle with getting accepted. Perhaps is there a reason why? Anyone want to share? Uh, okay. For now, because I'm currently doing my work-study diploma, so my classes are actually online. So if you're talking about like previous schooling times, previous schooling times, uh, probably I think I have a bit of anxiety <laughs> sometimes, mm. yeah, about like if my results, if I'm doing good, doing well or not, and then like then when I come back home, I don't, I feel like uh, it's hard for me to open up to share, so I just talk to friends, yeah. Something like that. But then when I try to cope by also finding like what you mentioned, uh, finding the right support, finding the, how do you say, like the the kind of people that you feel can really help you, help you in terms of this. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> mm -hmm. So as for me, ever since I graduated from school, um, I don't really get to meet my friends that often because now we are all busy working. So at times like this, I tend to spend too much time alone and I'm and I isolate myself more. Mm. And also I'm already an introvert. Mm. So it's like much harder to reach out to my friends because sometimes I feel like I'm disturbing them or anything. Mm. So it's like because of that, um I recently got out of like a like depression spiral. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like Recently, things got worse. Uh. It's like I feel that I was more vulnerable. Mm. Like I didn't know. I couldn't get out every day. Yeah. Then especially like Ramadan. Usually, I would go out by myself, you know, to like buy myself a meal, like go shopping. But now it's like I don't have energy to do that anymore. Mm. Then like sometimes like, I cannot stop crying every day. So I tried to like get myself out of that recently. But that's when I realized that healing isn't linear. And there's always going to be some days when I'm like down again after like mm. spending so much time trying to improve my mental health, trying to like learn how to rationalize my healing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, in the end, I just have to restart and bring myself back up to keep going. Mm. Now, thank you for sharing that. Anyway, I, th I think it's not easy to admit to people that you, know, you are suffering yourself. You know, especially to strangers, like perhaps on the podcast itself, people they are listening don't know you. I think it is this step of sharing what you feel, what you've gone through. I think it's a positive step because uh, it shows people that you know there's someone like you out there. Perhaps someone is going through the same thing as you, and they are listening, and they are like, "Oh, there's someone I can relate to. There's someone who's going through exactly the same thing that I'm going through." Because I think the main issue about mental health is that sometimes you feel like you are alone. No one is going through the same thing as you. Then you feel like, yes, there's really no one that can understand you. But these little, little stories that you shared, she shared, and we all are sharing today, I think it's like these little steps that show that, you know what, it's, I would say, normal, and I can, like, you know, um, encourage them to continue find ways to help themselves, la. yeah, instead of feeling, like, completely alone. Yeah. How about you? You got, like, any experience with mental health or, like, mental illness? <laughs> What you know? It's just coming from you. That is fine. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, me and Nabi don't usually have this kind of serious conversation. Yeah, we only do it the podcast outside. Ah, don't expect us to talk like this. A levels, A levels was the time where I was really I was I would say down bad, but down bad means differently. I felt really, really at the lowest. A levels was really, really stressful. And then it just before my levels, so I went through a breakup, and then it just like, pow, everything was breakup. <laughs> <laughs> See, this yeah. is why you should only date after you finish your education. Uh, yeah. I never say that. I never say that. I never say that. 
<laughs> yeah, but ev- everything just like went downhill. Like the last few months of A levels, like everything was like all me. And somehow with COVID, right? You cannot do this, cannot do that. Nobody to talk to. Then my math paper was staring at me with you, 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 you. Then I I don't know what to do. Then um, how I put through is ironically by studying. Uh, something I didn't wanted to do. Yeah, it's just like I kept studying and using math and economics as a form of distraction. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, that's a that's a very interesting uh, approach. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you Nabil, Nabil, tak jawab. I'm Nabil. Nabil, let's Shafiq. Yeah. What was the question? Shafiq, tak jawab. You got suffering oh. mental illness? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Laughing. Huh? Okay, no, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to me, like, okay, like I said, lah, like, uh, I mean, like you said earlier, like, like what I does it. Some people may relate to it, right? Yeah. Like to me, I relate very well to what I uh, experienced. Mm. Like I've also had like, uh, like those countless nights where yeah. you just can't sleep. You're just in your crying, you know, like those kind of things, lah. Right? I mean, it's okay to share, Shafi. No, no, no. Shh, shh. Yeah. So, so like to be honest, last year was kind of like the worst year I've ever experienced. Mm. I don't know. It was just like uh, you know, like. Post COVID, uh-huh. then uh, like like she said, not being able to meet friends, yeah. Then uh, last year, uh, w- I was in IT. Mm-hmm. Then I my intern. Uh, I don't know. During that time was horrible, so it was like you know like you're very tired from school whatso- yeah. whatsoever. Then uh, at the same time, uh, there were also like some family members who passed away. Like I say, my grandmother, my uncle, I think my grandfather passed like a few months before that also. Mm. Yeah. Then. I don't know. After like, uh, like those kind of uh events, right? I just struggled to like think properly. Mm, mm, yeah. So mm. like at work, I had like countless panic attacks. Mm. I had uh, like right before intern started, I also developed insomnia. Yeah. So like there were nights where I I just couldn't sleep. Then there were um my sleep schedule was like all over the place. Mm. Yeah, it was just horrible. Uh. Like I also had a breakup, like but but that was like 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 save for later lah. Like, <laughs> 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 you know where this is heading. Okay, okay, now you understand why in our podcast we sometimes talk about love and like so. So for in case the viewers don't or the listeners don't understand, yeah. before this we had a conversation yeah. and uh, apparently this Jiwang topic came up quite a bit lah. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> uh, can can I uh, give my my thoughts on on all your inputs? Yeah, sure, definitely. Uh, I just I just want to say that. I'm very grateful that we have this opportunity to share. Yeah, and I'm I, I think it's it's nice that you are very open on your experiences. And to be honest, it's this journey is should not be done alone. Nah. you know I'm also an introvert. I'm also an introvert. So for me to be in politics is completely uh, doesn't make sense. Ah. how can an introvert person do it? But I realized that when I was going through the introvert phase. Uh, so I was very much. So in secondary school, what happened was for me, I uh, I was I was still not very good student, uh, But but I realized that my only solace was, uh, I I be I went to the mosque more often, and it became a very one person thing. But eventually, I made friends, uh, I made friends in the mosque, and I felt that they were within my own. You know, we had the same uh, likes and 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 wavelength, and it was very comfortable. So that's when I first started to. But what really pushed me on was actually this idea of volunteering. So when I started to volunteer, that's when I realized that, you know, it completes me, you know. I can be an introvert person, I can be very comfortable myself, but I would but when I was volunteering and with people, I also realized that you know my problem is actually not so bad after all. Lah. There is a lot of people out there who wants our support, who you can actually make their life better. And I think the idea that the two of you are volunteering is actually a good start because mm. it opens up your horizon. It actually helps you mentally too, you know. It's part of mental well-being. It's part of actually our health well-being. Because why? Because when we are uh, we talk about health, it's not just about mental health, yeah. uh, the physical health. There's also social health. So and the social social health. Social health. And that's why it's important for us to be involved in the community. Mm. And doing volunteer work actually helps you complete yourself. So I uh, understand that, you know, sometimes we are in, uh, introvert, but we also push ourselves. So I'm glad that you're doing volunteering work because it helps you a lot, right? Because mm, it yes. gives you that sense of completion. It gives you that social network. 
and it makes you a bit more, how should I say, uh, less isolated. Uh, but at the same time, I also know that I need my introvert time. That means I can be with everybody, but I know that there will be a point of time I need to be on my by my own. Mm. And one of the things I like to do nowadays that I like to take long walks. Uh. Uh. I take long walks in the in the morning or at night, and I listen to podcasts. Mm. And I don't listen to podcasts about ghosts or stuff <laughs> like that. Uh. Uh, but I do download uh, audiobooks, yeah. and uh, I like to listen to famous people like Barack Obama or or other people who is doing well in life. And yeah. and they also, when you listen to them, actually they also have mental health issues. Mm. There are points in their life that they feel really down. And you realize that, hey, I'm not the only one, you know. Yeah. And as I take that long, long walk alone at night, and I realize that, you know, uh, these are all the small things that you need to do, mm. you know, to make sure that your well-being is well looked after. And that's when, uh, you know, you can tackle issues like insomnia and all that. Why you need to start to have a good balance, uh. Because in life, uh, it's not just about one aspect. Actually, it involves other things. Mm. Uh, right now, most of us, it's Ramadan period. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, what we call a clock issue. Because uh, you got to wake up for <laughs> Saho, yeah. and then suddenly you sleep later, you wake up later, and it, it spoils a lot of our timetable. But the best way is to actually have good good uh, sleeping habits and all that. Not easy. Why? Because the first step is to actually throw your phone away and, and make yes. sure that half an hour before you sleep, yes. you are detached. And actually, that's a good time to be your true introvert self. Go get a book, go do something that you 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 will enjoy on your own, and after that, you know, have a good sleep. Mm-hmm. So that that those are the points I wanted to make, lah. Yeah, that's and like on the point of volunteering, that's why you join IMVNSG, yeah. Yeah, in this network, it's where you can get whatever you uh, Doctor One has ex- uh, explained, right? That feeling of uh, non isolation, that feeling of acceptance, that feeling of getting along with people. IMVNSG is one outlet for you to go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then after your IMVN, you can also uh, volunteer with me. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, can, you can do both. You can do both. Yeah, and then yeah. if you decide to go for a long walk, you can listen to Abro WhatsApp or this podcast also. You can listen to... <laughs> listen <laughs> to li- me lah. <laughs> yeah, you can listen to him talking. Yeah, you do everything like, all in one day. Uh, volunteer, volunteer, then you take long walk, listen to podcast. All complete, ready. <laughs> but... Uh, that, that, uh, those are little little steps that you can take lah. Like uh, like whatever Doctor One has explained, those are little steps that you can take um, to ensure that you don't succumb to your feelings too much. Like you can accept it that it's there, but you have to have some steps that you do to you know make sure you get out of it a bit. Uh, set up a routine, make sure there's something to look forward to every day, and not just like you know get too in indulgent on the emotion ma. Yeah, yeah, maybe I want to add a bit. So when you talk about routine, I, I used to have a journal. Mm. And uh, being introvert, I write a lot. Last time you don't have all this uh, spam account and all that. So I do have a spam account and that's my journal. I actually found my journal recently. Oh, oh it's a very old book. And then I realized, wow, I write a lot of nonsense inside. <laughs> I complain about my sister. I complain about my father. I, I complain about school. Uh, of course, only I can read because it's my handwriting. <laughs> Uh, but but the point I try to make is that there are options like this mm. and there are ways that we can go about it. So having that spam account for me was really that book. Uh, but one thing I want to share also is the importance of routine. Uh. Uh, so if you look at my timetable now, it's crazy. You know, uh, when I, look, I, I don't find time for myself because you know, I've got so many things to do. But I like to have this idea of knowing what's going to happen tomorrow and, and plan it out. And when you plan things out, you start stress. You know what I mean? When you know what's going to happen, you anticipate problems, you feel less stress. And I think this is something that we could all practice a bit more. La. So it doesn't have to be a book and you write. It can be your Google calendar with all those things that you have. And, and just set aside some time, that half an hour before you sleep, to think about what you're going to do the next day. And it will help a lot in your mental health. Why? Because a, a lot of us face anxiety, you know. And this helps a bit on anxiety. The panic attacks usually come when you s- suddenly things happen. Uh. And if you can anticipate things, I think that would be a good start. Okay, sorry. Can I ask, as an introvert, when you spend your time alone, how do you handle with like listening to your own thoughts? Or do you see yourself listening to all these audiobooks and podcasts just to distract the thoughts out of your mind? <laughs> okay, this is, uh, this is a good question. So when I walk in the park alone, that's the reason why I go very early in the morning and very late at night. Because when I listen to the audiobook, and when the fellow talks, right, and I don't agree, I actually stop and I talk back, you know. Oh. 
and uh, and and in a way, I'm I'm sharing my thoughts at the same time. And because sometimes the fellow shares, and then I don't agree. So one thing I realize about myself, I I tend to disagree a lot of things, and like to talk. And I see in this case, I even talk back to the podcast. And you are right. Uh, I try not to shut myself out. I, I make sure that my voice is heard. And I think this is something that uh, we all could do with, you know. Uh, some people may think I'm crazy lah while I'm walking and I'm talking to myself. But I think I realize that as I go through my walks at night, I'm not the only one uh, sometimes, you know. Uh, sometimes people are also talking on the phone while they walk. But to me, I'm just responding to some things I hear on the podcast. And I, I just pause it and I just say out. Uh, you know, and, and these are some coping mechanisms. This is not the only way. I, I just want to make it clear that there are many ways to do it. Find a find one that suits you. Find one that suits you, that makes you feel comfortable, that you can do it in the long run. Uh. Mm. Uh, because there's no point you do things and, and you struggle with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and do things that you like, that you think that will make you uh, do it further. That's why make it simple. Keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's an introvert thing. It's like sometimes you have too many thoughts, but you just don't have much energy to like let it out, right? Okay, um, Dr. Wan, I have a question. Okay, <laughs> okay go ahead. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, okay, uh, I would say that I'm quite a sensitive, very emotional person. So, let's say if I'm very, I'm filled with a lot of emotions and I feel like I have no space to let it out, let's say, uh, in a work setting, right? What would be your advice, actually? <laughs> to cope that? So, emotions yes. uh, is not a negative thing. I think that one is the first thing you have to tell yourself. Having emotions is human. Nah. Mm. If I feel pain, I will shout out, right? Mm. If I feel angry, I would show my anger. Mm -hmm. uh, some people hold it back better. Some are more patient, which is good. But there are points where you also need to release. Mm. And it's not wrong to cry. Mm. Uh, I cry a lot also actually. You see Shafiq, huh? not wrong to cry. Uh, uh, I thought you were talking to someone else. Oh, you turn <laughs> I thought you were talking to someone else. It's okay to cry now also. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a podcast. Uh, but, but the truth is that it's okay to open up. Uh, yeah. I, I find it uh, therapeutic actually. So for me, uh, uh, I, I cry a lot. But I cry usually during... Uh, no, find a... Find a... Find a activity that you mm. feel very open to cry along la. Okay. Uh, some people take the opportunity to cry at the same time while watching Movie. programs kan oh. uh, uh, for me it's more about when uh, when i do my prayers i see uh, mm. and and because you are alone that's when your thoughts are really yourself you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and I, I and i always find it very deep when i am uh, procrastinating tengah sujud tu with my head <laughs> on the floor and yes you are praying but at the same time you are actually conversing kan Mm, yeah. And I, I will, I will pause on my thoughts sometimes, and I will mm. cry, and I think it's a beautiful feeling. You feel complete lah after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. find something that you feel you know you are very comfortable with. I am not going to advocate any particular way lah, but yeah. I just want to let you know that it's okay to have emotions. Mm. It's okay to let it go. Find one that allows you to uh, let it go at the most comfortable level because you know some people are comfortable with people you know around mm. you and you all share and you all cry. Some people are not. Introverts like myself, I like to be alone. Even mm. though I've got problems, I tell my wife, but some things I still want to solve on my own. Yeah. And it's also fine. Find something that works for you. And don't, don't rush to find it. Mm. It took me some time to realize that this is the best medicine for me. It could be others for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, like, like, like for me, okay, honestly, the, the stuff that I said before, I don't think I've said to Nabil like, verbally. Mm. Uh, he's probably seen it on my Twitter. La. Twitter mm. is like another avenue, you know. I like mutually know that, yeah. his feelings. Yeah. yeah. Through Twitter. Yeah, yeah. through Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> or spam. Uh. Both, yeah. La, both. Yeah, then like uh, the two of them there also, they've known me since secondary school. And honestly, <laughs> I've, I've never like talked to them about these kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> see, see the guy laughing? Yeah, he's, he's the one that knows the most. Yeah, he's, he's always like uh, telling me to, you know, like. like how do you say? Uh, advising me stuff, but then like apparently I'm too stubborn to listen. Yeah. I mean like, like this kind of things, I don't know, is may maybe you to me I wouldn't say it to a person verbally. Mm. Right? Because it's like hard. I, I don't like the awkward and sappy stuff. <laughs> especially like when you're with your friends. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, so so literally I would I mean, I don't know if will you consider me as an introvert? No, not really. No, right. No, no, yeah. not really. Yeah. Yeah, but then you can be both. Ambivert. Mm. Right. That's the word, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, but then I, I also like 
like when like trying like conquer this kind of like issues like my emotions, I would rather do it myself first. Hmm. Yeah, then uh, once I'm like really like happy and stuff, then I'll go back to my friends. Mm. Is it weird? Is that <laughs> bad? I, I don't know. Is that weird? I, I don't think so. It's just different people's coffee mechanism. <laughs> yeah, so that's exactly the answer. Different people have different mechanisms. But I, to me, uh, what I feel is that you, the, the only reason you do that is because when in front of your friends, it's a different persona altogether. You want it to be a happy thing mm. with your friends. And that is also fine. So mm. that is not your outlet lah. Mm, your, yeah. your friends are really not your outlet. Your outlet is really yourself. And it's not wrong too. Mm. I just know that if r- things really go southwards, uh, know that there are people around you. I think that's the most important. Yeah. If your coping mechanism is alone, okay. But if it goes further and you need further help, then you still need to go to someone. Mm. And in this case, I think it's not your friends. Because your friends are really your mm. happy outlet. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll try to accept that. <laughs> No, because sometimes I, I, I just like, why, why Shafiq, why you like that? But then, yeah lah, maybe his outlet is not his friends, then it's okay to be okay with that. Yeah, let, let him deal with himself, then come back to us happy, and I should be okay with that. You see, it works two ways, uh, mental health. Mm. You no, know, it's the one receiving it, and the one um, going through it as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You, you want to say anything else about the... No, I mean, the music <laughs> on. No, <I'm> <laughs> no, the music on doesn't mean you completely <laughs> stop talking. No, the music on is just a cue for you like to like end off the topic. But I think I just want to end off with like the last few words. Like, what are some outlets that you know of that someone can look out for? Like any organization, you know, that they can approach for any need of mental health check or mental health advice? Yeah, sure. So, there are... There are many options out there. Mm-hmm. It really depends whether you're comfortable going out to talk to this group of people. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you look through uh, in Singapore's context, there are many, uh, you know, I- there are also different age demographics yeah. if you're comfortable going to talk to a certain group. And there are different groups for different types of people. So the question is which one suits best for you? Uh, are you willing to take that step? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it really depends on you. Uh, for me, I would say that. Uh, Go to the one that you feel most comfortable with. Some people just do it online alone. Mm. So they are comfortable with that. Some like that one-to-one approach mm-hmm. also can. Uh, find one that fits you well. Uh, so I wouldn't advocate a particular one. Uh, mm-hmm. But I would say that when it comes to mental health, don't take it lightly. Uh. Yeah. I think the whole point of what we are trying to say here today is that it's not a very easy topic. Mm. And it's not a very simple answer to it. In mm. fact, if you want to do a podcast on this, it can be up to 10 episodes. Right? Correct, correct. just yes. on mental health alone. It can be whole channel itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I teach mental health. So partly that's the reason why I, I know a bit more mm. content and context. But for those who, might, who may not, I think it's something that uh, we need to find out more on our own. Mm. And don't be shy to ask for help. I think that's the most important thing here. With this podcast mm-hmm. episode, I, I really hope that you know we change our mindsets of mental yeah. health. That stigmatization mm-hmm. and those who feel isolated, who feel alone, don't feel shy to approach mm. people for help. In fact, if you want to email people like myself, you can, oh. a- and and we are more than happy to actually direct you to uh, organizations that can help. I, I won't specify any particular mm-hmm. organizations at this point because I think it really depends case on by their case, personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, once again, thank you so much, Dr. Wan Rizal, for being so open in today's episode and being able to share your experiences and also give advice to everyone and anyone listening today out there. Uh, also, Farhana and Aida, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. I believe you have made valuable input to the listeners and to whoever that's going to come across this podcast. I'm sure they will benefit from whatever each and any one of you have mentioned about. Lah. And if you enjoyed today's episode, remember, Chit Chat with Dr. Wan Rizal is going to be every month. And you can follow us on Abro WhatsApp, E-H-B-R-O-W-A-S-S-U-P-P for more updates on it. Or you can follow Dr. Wan Rizal at OneRizal underscore SG. To know more about iVolunteers Network SG, you can also follow M underscore Volunteers Network SG. And thank you to our partners, Brandon Productions, for the camera work and whatever you see behind the scenes. And they'll be at Brandon, B-R-I-N-D-I-N-P-R-O-D-U-C-T-I-O-N-S. Remember I said it. Eminem it. <laughs> um, or you can follow me on my personal Instagram lah at Nabil underscore JZAC. Or you can follow me at uh, Shafkari S Y F I Q K H A I I I R Y. Um, you wanna plug your Instagram? Do you? Do you? Okay, you can follow me at okay. Ida Yasmin, you look at it backwards, so it's N I M S A Y A 
D I A. I think so. Nim saya dia. Yeah. Okay, then you can follow me on Farhana Aziz. F A R H A N A H A Z I Z. What? Become spelling B already. If you, uh, that's all for today. If there's nothing else, guys, thank you so much for tuning in all the way to the end. Remember, you can do anything you want if you put your heart and mind to it. We'll see you another episode with Doc. We'll see you another episode with Chit Chat with Doctor Wan Rizal. And bye bye. Bye. Yes, sir.